This is the Sons of Roger podcast. Why the Sons of Roger? Because we all have something in common. We're all brothers. And our father's name is not Messiah. It's Roger. Hello and welcome back to the Sons of Roger. Happy Sunday. It is like the hottest day of the year. We're at 90 degrees Fahrenheit, 30 degrees Celsius. Quick maths. Um, and we're all in good spirits. <laughs> uh, Sam, how you doing, mate? You weren't very well yesterday. Yeah, not good. Still not, not very good. well. Hence the reason I've asked Jack to host today. I'll share a few uh, insights, but not feeling great. Yeah, so lucky you guys. I'm hosting. Um, I'm back. I feel great. You know how much I love this. Ryan, how you doing? Good. Officially the hottest day of the year. The what? UK temperature-wise. 34 degrees here. Oh, wow. Nice. That is hot. Yeah. Very hot. But doing great. Doing great. Lovely. We just figured out um, just before this call that Ryan is about two and a half seconds behind us. Uh, and I, in post, like when I edit the track, I'll just kind of make it more fluent. But uh, we can call Ryan now. You know, like in 50 first dates, you have 10 second Tom. We got Ryan is two and a half second Ryan. <laughs> two and a half second Ryan. Yeah. So uh, I don't know whether I'm going to change it, but... If there's two and a half seconds between the response time, that's why. Because Ryan's in Ukraine, uh, for anybody that's forgotten that. Ryan, you have two weeks left of your mission. Two weeks. Mad. We're happy about it. We're really excited to see you, man. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, today we're speaking about the atonement. Um, It is one of the deepest, most important, uh, and, wow, mind-blowing topics in the gospel. Um... It's one that I have a very strong personal conviction of. I love speaking about this moment. I think we all have a strong personal conviction with it because without it, we all feel like we would be rubbish. <laughs> just not good. We wouldn't be happy people. Um, and so we're just going to speak a, bit, a little bit about, okay, why did we need an atonement? Why is that a part of God's plan? What actually is it? And then share some testimony about why we love it and and kind of what we've experienced in our lifetimes. So let's start off with Sam. It all starts, you, you're, you're our first brother, the firstborn, so it seems only right to start with you. It all starts before this life, Sam. Tell us what it was like back then. Yeah, yeah it starts <laughs> pre-Earth life. Um, so essentially, the big thing here, most comforting, is that Heavenly Father is a father, and we are his, his children. His, we're his creation. And Heavenly Father, you know, we, we, we looked at him, and he was perfect. He not only had a body, a perfect body of flesh and bones, um, but he'd also learnt everything that was to be learnt. And he had obtained everything that was to be obtained. And he was the happiest. He was perfectly happy, is perfectly happy. And he wanted us to become just like that. However, for that to happen, we had to experience somewhat of what he'd experienced. And as you know, prophets have alluded to the fact that Heavenly Father has probably gone through a similar experience to what we're going through right now. Um, and that would involve learning lessons and most you know everyone will know that it normally when you learn your greatest lessons it's on on the heels of a, a big mistake that you've made and there's a big problem um, here because essentially well first Nephi fifteen thirty four says there cannot any unclean thing enter into the kingdom of God so there can't be anything that's imperfect in the presence of God so we could come to earth, but if we make one little mistake and we become unclean, we actually can't go back to ever live with God again. It's a massive problem right there. 
on one hand we need to make mistakes on the other hand if we make a single mistake then we can't come back again yeah that's a problem that is a problem okay so the earth life starts and uh, the first people to inhabit it are our first parents as we like to call them adam and eve ryan explain a little bit what happened there and why it's important to the doctrine of the atonement yeah so adam and eve were living in the presence of god in the garden of eden um god gave them their agency um and you know then said well gave them commandment not to eat the fruit and um well if they if they had obeyed that commandment they would have stayed in god's presence in the garden of eden but as we know we read in the book of mormon um they could not have grown because they wouldn't have been experiencing the opposition that sam was just talking about so because of that choice they they ate the fruit um and they were cast out from god's physical presence which that that event is that's what we call the fall is that casting out of of the physical presence of god and separation from god's presence is is spiritual death also so So now it's not yeah it's not theoretical anymore now they've they literally have they're living in that big problem that now they've made a mistake yeah which is unclean what you just said right you you, we can't go back to live with heavenly father and and heavenly father tells them that literally says to them you have to leave my garden and now we can't be together so he then says something else which thank goodness for all of humanity and for him as well because he wants us to return back he says i will provide a savior i will provide a mediator somebody that will bridge that gap between us and make it possible for you to come back and dwell in my presence once again that person any guesses not joseph smith jesus christ Jesus Christ. Christos. Yes. Mary? Oh, no. no, Jesus Christ um, was the guy, the the son of God that volunteered to bridge that gap. Now, um, the atonement is actually um, a three-part um, kind of story. It's it's a great uh, trilogy. You have the, the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. You have the crucifixion on the... Uh, on Golgotha, Golgotha, is that how you say it? Golgotha, Golgotha, and then you have the resurrection. <laughs> um, so this is, you know, this is the a, a new hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. No, no okay, I sorry. I, look, look oh, when you say word. trilogy, that's what my mind goes to. But I this know, one was even this trilogy was even greater than that of Star Wars is. Um, because it gives us by a long way by a long way because it gives us hope and and peace and joy in this life so um in the garden of gethsemane this is when christ prayed and um took on the bitter cup um which was the justice side of the judgment for all acts of man mankind of humanity from the beginning of time to the end of time as we know it um it's very simple very simple to understand i guess in words but to get your head around it is not so simple but if you do something wrong you can't come back that and then you need to be punished for it there has to be a consequence um and christ says christ in this act takes that punishment upon him meaning that we don't have to so that punishment of being out of god's presence and note that when jesus christ was praying what had to happen heavenly father withdrew himself he literally was 
out of his presence he's he literally you know on the cross he said why had thou why hast thou forsaken me right and he, jesus had to feel what it feels like to be out of the presence of god so he's taken upon all this for us on the on the cross he died and then on resurrection uh on the third day he rose again which which teaches us that we will also be resurrected which saves us from temporal death as well as the first part saving us from spiritual death so hopefully that's a, a comprehensive um little uh the atonement for dummies we're all dummies you know those little yellow books like how to play baseball or <laughs> for dummies baseball for dummies anyway um we don't have a comprehensive understanding of it all but that's 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 our little insight so sam yeah like to illustrate that i'm trying to think of uh so underlying all of this there's like several laws right heavenly father has chosen to govern this this world this experience for us using underlying laws that that he's put in place but do not change and he's kind of subjected himself to them so that this whole thing will work and one of those laws is justice and so justice means that essentially if you make a mistake there's a consequence every action there's a consequence right mm -hmm. and i guess what justice is saying is if you made a mistake you're now unclean. If you paid the consequence for it, you could be clean again. Right. Compensation. Is. Compensation. Right. Right. But let's take, for example, a drunk driver. A drunk driver is out reckless, recklessly speeding and kills someone. Let's say that that person is, you know, someone's son and that person is now dead and the parents have got this unconceivable grief loneliness frustration hatred sadness all of this that are consequences of the drunk driver's actions now for that drunk driver is obviously unclean now because he has made a massive error a massive mistake and there are huge consequences we could say well to become clean again he would have to pay those consequences but he can't he can't experience the sadness and the grief of of losing a son because the, the person that he killed isn't his son anyway you get you get what i'm saying there are consequences here that he now can't pay back he can't bring the son and back that's where right or he can't even feel the amount right of, he can't feel all those consequences right you can't yeah that's where somebody who is perfect who is completely clean can come in without any need to pay any consequences because there are no consequences because there's no negative actions that he's performed can come in and experience those consequences and pay the price of that justice and experience those consequences so that that drunk driver can turn his life around and be clean again and be perfect again and eventually go back to his heavenly father exactly thanks for uh, spelling that out for us sam that helps so uh ryan give us give us a thought yes. let's 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 hear why you love the atonement and a little insight that you have for it enlighten us wow well first of all the first thought that i've i've been having is what Jacob says is that we need to speak more about the atonement. It is so beautiful. I absolutely love it. But there are complexities to it and there are also the simple truths that are just incredible to me. My mind works very simply. And and this is this is what it means to me. There's a there's a verse in Alma five, verse thirty three. Alma five is a fantastic self reflection, self evaluation chapter that if you want to feel motivation to do a little bit better be a bit better read alma 5 i think that will happen 
This is what he says. Behold, he sendeth an invitation unto all men, for the arms of mercy are extended towards them. And he saith, Repent, and I will receive you. We've just discussed for ten minutes or so this problem that we can't get back, that we're outside of the presence of God, and it's Jesus Christ that, that will help us to get back there. And here he is saying, Repent, and I will receive you. And to me, in my mind, that is just so beautiful that these consequences that, you know, actions that, that have been made that lead to these consequences, this repentance and being received by, by Jesus Christ into the presence of God satisfies everything, any worries that you can have. So this actually brings up a really important point. When we speak about the atonement, it's easy to speak about what it is. I want to speak about how just really quickly Sam so what are the things that we need to do to access to have the atonement mean anything to us Um, for the atonement to mean something to us I think number one for me is understanding the gravity of what's occurred to understand that Christ has just enabled your whole life like so, so okay think about it like this like this is how this is how it's big for me I guess if if there are these consequences to sin and we're more likely to sin the further away from God we feel right if we if once we make that first little mistake you know after we've been baptized and was clean or whatever we make one little mistake we're now mathematically <laughs> further away from God right so now we're more likely to sin so now we're going to make another we're going to make another mistake and another mistake and another mistake and they're going to compound if there was no atonement and you just end up being further and further away from God and more and more likely to commit sins and probably just, you know, become deep, like darker and darker and darker. But because of the atonement, we are able to turn around and we are, we're, we're able to take note of what we've done wrong and turn a new page and, and, and become better. So I guess for me, that's how the atonement has played a part yeah. in my life. And what I love about what Ryan's just shared and what you've just shared there, Sam, how they work together, is we are able to. However, if we don't, it may as well have not been there, the atonement. Yeah. So I think I have this little saying that there are so many people that are still living in apostasy because they haven't received the restoration. It's as if there was no restoration made, right? They're living completely without it. And so for the same thing for us Christians, if we're not using the atonement, for us, it might as well have not, not have happened kind of there is one side of the atonement that have that has a benefit to us no matter what but the key is if we do and what does that doing mean is repenting it's on our knees showing heavenly father with a sincere heart real intent that we're sorry and that we want to be better and then because of the atonement those mistakes don't have to define us and we can flip the chart and our degress can become progress yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thought, Jack. I, I also love the fact that, well, according to the Bible Dictionary, repentance is defined as a fresh view of God, oneself, and the world. And so, who, who are we? Sam taught us, pre-mortal beings. Like, we're spirits enduring this mortality. Not enduring, we're enjoying whatever, but we're here in mortality. And our spirits, who we truly are, is not where the sin is. It's not where the bad things of the world are. Our spirits are pure. 
repentance is allowing us to have that view of ourselves of somebody that somebody that can do better that can be better that can love people more purely that can be a better influence in the world and so what's what's really important is that we as we repent we gain that fresh view of who god is his character who we are our character and everyone else around us that is trying just as hard thanks ryan um sam do you have something you want to share then let me just finish off and just this little quote that i have which i which i really like and it's given me a fresh outlook on on the atonement and a better appreciation of it um this is just found in the book of mormon student manual uh of course as noted by isaiah christ is not only the mediator but also a judge um it is in that role of judge that we may find even greater meaning in abinadi's repeated expression that god himself will come down to redeem his people It is as if the judge in that great courtroom in heaven, unwilling to ask anybody but himself to bear the burdens of the guilty people standing in the dock, takes off his judicial robes and comes down to earth to bear their stripes personally. Christ as merciful judge is as beautiful and wonderful a concept as that of Christ as counsellor, mediator and advocate. Um, And that blows my mind. I I cannot imagine any mortal, any judge in a courtroom imposing a a punishment there is justice there is a consequence to the action um i cannot imagine that this judge is then like oh you know what jack even though you went 60 and a 30 you sped you got a ticket i'm going to take that for you because i love you that much it just really hits home for me the pure love that christ has for me on something that is actually much heftier and weightier than a speeding ticket would be my mistakes, my sins are way worse than driving 60 and a 30, for example, right? Like Christ has an unabounding love for me and I'm so grateful for that. It brings me to my knees in humility and, and gratitude to my savior. Um, Sam, do you want to just say something about uh, resurrection? Yeah, it's just that that's the last, the last part and you alluded to it earlier by yeah. saying that there's a part of the atonement that is available for everyone. Mm. So although one part is optional, and requires us to act on it, which is the spiritual death and being able to be forgiven for our sins through the atonement. The part that everybody gets as a free gift is resurrection. We don't really know how it works, but we know that because Christ was resurrected, we will all be resurrected as well. So whereas there was a distance between us and Heavenly Father in terms of our, our knowledge, now that's been paid for because we we're able to make mistakes and learn from it yeah. and become more like him in that way. The other one was we had, he had a perfect body and we we have our bodies now but when we die we lose our body it's buried in the grave but because of the resurrection we can bring those bodies with us as well and at the end of the day we're going to end up just like our heavenly father hopefully if we choose the first part we're going to end up we would have had this um, opportunity to have learned everything that he learned experience everything that he experienced and get a body a perfect a perfected body just like his thanks sam this has been great it's been thought-provoking it's been educational it's been actually quite black and white this is heavy doctrine um it's important doctrine and that is what it is it's it's lovely it takes a lifetime to understand and put into practice perfectly we're all still practicing at at doing that um but we hope that you have enjoyed this and at least taken something out of it that will um help you this week um if anything uh I hope that you felt the love of a savior as we've testified of his great love that that we feel from him. 
Um, so thank you very much for listening this week. We've been the sons of Roger. Next week uh, could be exciting. Special guest, potentially. So potentially a special guest. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, and our first ever. Our first ever. And uh, yeah, once again, have a wonderful week, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>